the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is, and welcome back. Thursday, January 7th, 2020, final hour here. Yours, all yours, 602 A lot to discuss. Uh, Joe Biden himself, if he is looking to um, create a moment of unity, as he keeps telling us he wants to, he uh, he needs to get through his cognitive dissonance of denouncing and his inability to distinguish between the violent and the extreme and the nonviolent and the, um, and the uh, normal. We don't do collective responsibility here. We just don't. And when we engage in it, it's dangerous. And I think what he said today bordered on the dangerous. There weren't protesters in Washington yesterday. Don't call them protesters. They were a riotous mob. There was a riotous mob. There were also protesters. Uh, Doug is in um, Maricopa. Hi, Doug. How the heck are you, Seth? Sir, it's nice to hear from you. I'm well. How are you? I'm uh, I'm fantastic. Although uh, I should say it's it's always exciting. Life is always exciting. Full of challenges. I find the challenges exciting. Uh, I feel sad for some of the times we go through. But you pick any point in history, and people have lived through such times. And so um, I, I, I wanted to add to the conversation today in saying that, A, I have to put a quick disclaimer out that I hold the people who, you know, tried to break windows or do anything in the White House, they are 100% responsible. But in trying to understand some of this, I would like to say I understand where there some people's frustration, assuming that it's not, you know, as the earlier gentleman said, that it might have been Antifa, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Putting all that aside, I would like to say that we we elect our Republican leaders, uh, you know, and to go to Washington to be our political warriors, to fight for the principles of individuality to fight for the principles of free interaction of men and women and uh, free enterprise and the rights of the individual and liberty. We hold that we want them to be our warriors. Much of our frustration, however, is that we do not have warriors in the Republicans. We have, um, as I said weeks ago, I said they're placeholders. Uh, the, The left advances even when we're in charge, they make ridiculous claims. We give them 20 percent. The, the bureaucracy, the rules, the regulation, the taxation, all advances to the left. And then when we do get in charge, we hold that. We're, our idea of success is to hold it in place. We never dismantle what the left has gained. And so what happens is we're placeholders. We don't ad, in advance, or as uh, Gorka has said, basically, uh, the left is serious about power. We are not. Mm-hmm. And so I think people are just getting so darn frustrated because our 
we cannot leave it to our political class to fight this battle. And so I don't say it's right. It's horrid. Uh, and, you know, that's well, I, I, you know, let me let me just uh, counter that a little bit or, or, or discuss it with you, Doug. We can't sure. leave it to our political class to fight this battle. Um, we need to engage a cultural class. We need to engage a culture. And there I would agree with you. But perhaps, too, we need a different political class. I mean, politics is the Agreed. engine in which most change will take place if it's not culture. It's politics or culture, and I think culture defines our politics. Um, people are fond of quoting Breitbart that that that, that politics is downstream of culture. Uh, 30 years before Breitbart said it, Daniel Patrick Moynihan said it, that culture is more important than politics, and that's the central truth um, in America. And we conservatives aren't wonderful at it. We're not wonderful no. at it. And that's no. why we have seen the march through the institutions. We watched them. We didn't engage them measure for measure. We didn't fight them. We didn't combat them. We have had political leaders who have. We have had cultural political leaders that have in the past. And um, perhaps when you uh, so so I just want to when you say it's, it's yeah. uh, we need yeah. we need those leaders again. We need that kind of leadership again. It might be you. It might be uh Hal, it might be Tim, it might be Dave, it might be um, anyone or everyone in this audience. But engagement is what's needed because, yeah, we we don't we don't get run over jaywalking running because we're late to a school board committee meeting. They do. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I I agree with you 100 percent. And there's various ways I have committed to working more and increasing donations. Mine, I've told you before, I don't give it to the Republican Party. It goes to the establishment. I do a lot of research, a lot of hours in research, and I give it to fighters. Yep. I've given it to many people that have gone in there, yep. and that's and I'm increasing it, and that's my activity. I'm yeah, older, yeah. I, yeah, no, we, they, yeah, know, no but, it's critically important. Um, yeah. It's the mother's milk I'm of politics. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm increasing it 50%. So the whole point is that there's different ways to yes, fight. Of course. I chose that this of is course. mine. Of now, course. I do say what you said is perfectly, um, I agreed with everything you said, and mine is not to uh, say we should bow out. I am afraid that the establishment and the liberals want us to bow out. Yes, we should boldly course. stand there. Sure. I refuse to budge an inch. Good. And uh, but we can do so with class and power and dignity. And I I use DeSantis as the perfect example. Yes. Listen to him yes. take on a reporter. Yes. Yeah. He he just mauls her up in such a classy way, but he doesn't budge. I loved this thing. Problem- Did you see? His, are you referencing his thing last week about vaccines? Yes, I loved that. Yes. Gosh, I loved that. Hey, let me, me say, I think I, I think I remember it pretty much uh, verbatim. He said, "So I'm an elected leader. Whoop de do. We're here to save old people, right? Isn't that what he right. said? <laughs> I love that. So I'm an yeah. elected leader. Whoop de do. Old people get yeah. the vaccine first. <laughs> yeah, I loved right. that. Right. And that. and she kept trying. She'd yeah. ask one question, yeah. and she wanted to go on and ask three or four more. And he said, "Wait a minute, you've asked a question. Let yeah. me answer." Yeah. No, I have more. He said, "Oh, so you don't want to ask a question? You want to give a lecture?" Right. He just went after her. And he said, and then she said, no, no, no. And he said, oh, so you want to ask two or three questions when everybody else has been gracious and asked one. When you're comfortable I mean, that, with what you know and think and where you stand, you can do that, right? You're not afraid. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he is. But, but, He's but the point is, we should not let this make us quiet. It should not make us angry. But all our anger is in productive use in terms of learn more, work harder, donate more. If you can't donate, then we must show up. I've told you my frustration with all when my kids were in school two decades ago, all the school board meetings I went to. We need people to go there. But here's the question, Seth, and I was going to call earlier sure. about this. The question is, why are you on the school board? If you're a placeholder, you're useless. Right. Because right. what happens is what I saw happened, and I and from the 80s to the 90s, I was a lone voice, basically, is that or using Michigan as an example in the election board, the left attacked she makes a simple statement, I'm not sure what's going on here, and they viciously attack her. She immediately gives them what they want and says, okay, I'll okay it. Yeah. I'll okay the yeah. election results. Yeah. That's what Republicans do. The Democrats attack, they're sure of themselves, and we have placeholder. I'm sure she's a dear, dear person. But the point is, if you enter that arena... Why are you there? Are you there Yeah, that's really the first cold? question. Yeah, that's the first question you should ask any candidate because I don't know that someone like Mitt Romney can give you an answer. No. No, that's the point. Yeah. And and, and if you're there to dismantle the leftist secular agenda, then you don't concede. I want to see a Republican party that advances a conservative agenda not a Republican Party that slows the leftist advance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. And I think perhaps anger, um, let's, maybe, maybe we do a different word than anger. Maybe the word is energy. Oh, sure. Yeah. But I use, and in business and in personal life, I use anger as a very productive thing. I get mad about something, now you fix it. And you can do it. See, I don't want people to simply look at this as now I must be mute. Now I got to back up. Now I got to be sweet. Why? Yeah. You can be classy and you can say this. You can have righteous anger and be as classy and productive and kind and sweet and gentle, but you relentlessly push forward. And like I said, I am committing to, and I think everybody should commit to this, and we should almost start asking everybody, what are you committing to to this fight? Mm -hmm. Because talking about it is one thing, and educating, your, your role is to be the educator. But then the point is, educate for why. Yep. You know, it has to have a telos. It has to have a point, an end, a goal. It has to have an end. Yeah, absolutely, uh, yes, Doug. That's exactly the point of right. rhetoric, you betcha, and yeah. political action. God bless you, sir. Thank mm -hmm. you. Take care, sir. Bye. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. <clears throat> Hal is in Prescott. Hello, Hal. Hello, Seth. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Thanks Appreciate for calling. It. You betcha. Uh, my pleasure. And I wanted to comment briefly on... Uh, the uh, the riot in the Capitol, mm -hmm. and uh, what it boils down to is, re regardless of who did it, whatever happened, if it was Antifa, if it was right wing radicals, if it was Pajama Boy disguised as Vikings, uh, whatever. Okay, uh, what happened is that we from Trump from Trump on down failed to police our own event, and uh, if you're going to have a Trump rally, 
you know, you have to know who's there. You have to be in control of things. Trump did not have a massive law enforcement presence. And, uh, and the people there, uh, some of them grabbed people and stopped them from breaking windows. But there needs to be uh, some sort of organized uh, system to ferret out people who are going to disrupt things like this. I mean, this is going to be a problem going forward. And it's, it's an obvious strategy that Antifa would do. We don't know it was them. We don't have proof yet. But uh, whatever happened, this happened. And we need to stop from happening again because we are self-governing people. And we have to use reason in a peaceful environment to discuss things to make our point. Because violence, for example, the destruction of the Capitol, the United States of America, the Capitol building, completely distracts from anything that you're going to say for the next six months. Correct. Correct. And so, you know, so uh, and and the other thing is, is that do not assume, you know, that somebody dressed up like a Viking is psychologically normal. We don't know (laughs) what what this guy's issue is. Okay. Evidently, he's been. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You see strange people, same strange behavior. If you see people with communist tattoos, the hammer and sickle from mm-hmm. the Soviet flag, mm-hmm. probably don't belong there. You need to say something. Mm-hmm. And so because it only takes it only takes 100 people to make a mess out of things. And this might have been a small number of people who are actually being destructive. But that small number of people has made a royal mess out of things. Because the first thing you need to do now is explain that, listen, I'm not the Viking guy. Oh, yeah, no, you got to unwind the whole thing. We are, yes, yeah, as a conservative, it's always harder because you have to you have to get past the headline of the Washington Post and explain it away. And when you're explaining, I guess comedians have the same problem. You're, 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 you're losing. Yeah, but, yeah. And they put you're us in this about... position. They did. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely and you're... right. You're not talking about low unemployment. You're not talking about the lowest poverty rate since before the Great Society and, and why that happened. You're not talking about a thousand other things that need to be discussed in a serious way. Mm-hmm. So we need to police our own movement. Crazy people, violent people, people with strange tattoos, you know, for example, the hammer and sickle mm-hmm. from the Soviet Union's mm-hmm. flag. Mm-hmm. Get out of here unless you've reformed mm-hmm. and you're taking any unless you've figured it out. Mm-hmm. So police ourselves. Self-governance promotes self-representative government, which is what our goal is. Absolutely. And if we don't do it, nobody else will. The left is going to laugh. They're laughing all the way to the bank today. Chuck Schumer has a big smile on his face. Oh, you broke some windows in the Capitol? Thank you. You're helping make my job easier. Mm -hmm. So, you know, long story short, don't do their job for them. And, uh... So, so that's all I have to say about that, and, and I appreciate you taking the call. Today. You betcha. Thank you, Hal. Uh, we'll get the full audio at the break, but Donald Trump has issued a video. Um, if you can work on that, Bill, the headline from the AP is that uh, Donald Trump condemns supporters who rioted at Capitol and concedes to Joe Biden in the new video. Trump condemns supporters who rioted at Capitol and concedes to Joe Biden. We'll play that audio for you as soon as... We have it, and we will have it shortly. Don is in Phoenix. Hello, Don. Uh, hi, Seth. Thank, uh, thanks for taking my call. You betcha. Thank you. Yeah, well, the events of uh, at the Capitol yesterday reminded me of the Charlottesville controversy. Yeah. Where the big news out of Charlottesville was Trump, President Trump said there was fine people on both sides. But I'm thinking the big news was how the governor and the mayor at that time had the police stand down and allowed that tragedy in Charlottesville to occur so they could benefit 
politically and and tag Trump and his supporters as the white supremacist Nazi movement that that was there with Antifa battling it out. So I think uh, yesterday seemed you know seemed really familiar to me, like it, a tragedy was allowed to occur so they could you know smear Trump and his supporters as these awful people and. Uh, then you got today everybody in Washington. You got a lot of spineless people up there having to come out and um, and condemn Trump and his supporters, you know, as uh, as just awful people. So yeah, there's and a there's a level of um, there's a there's several levels of questions one has to ask of people who were rioting uh, if they uh, on behalf on behalf of of Donald Trump or that cause or or a cause of Donald Trump's or or the Republican Party or the conservative movement. And and the question is, what did they think they were going to advance with this? Would it help or would it hurt the cause? Would it help? Would it hurt the cause? Now, uh, Hal, Hal makes a very important point that few have made, which is perhaps you start with not necessarily assuming mental sanity. And if you look at some of these pictures and faces and costumes there's reason to ask whether they are mentally sane that having been said um that having been said I, look I, I i just i have long believed that been you know involved in any number of different causes that you simply cannot i mean the reason you call something extreme is it means it's not part of the mean it's not part of the average it's not part of the bulk right and you cannot confuse an extreme for the mainstream, you just can't. It's 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 a dangerous road to go down, and it, it it's the road that leads leads to you know the worst kinds and the worst forms of collective responsibility. Where if it's in a communist or socialist country, everyone in one class is the same. If it's uh, national socialism, everyone of one race is the same, and then once you categorized by race or class you categorize people being better or worse because of their class or better or worse because of their race uh, collective responsibility putting everyone into one basket because you know they identify as x or as y or as z is a very dangerous thing and the media has been engaged in it for some time everyone who's a republican the never trumpers everyone who supports donald trump is uh, a conspirator in the downfall and corruption of this country. It's 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 just not feasibly possibly true. It's not just not. Um, it's 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 they have a view of this country, most of them, that is different from the left and different from the Democrats. And until I don't know, fifteen years ago, these differing views were regularly debated on the floors of the House and the Senate without people attributing ill motives to one another. But that's not where we are anymore. The Democrats on the left have taken this to a new level where we are all extremists if we are Republicans. This is something we have to resist, too. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Since we're not Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, we don't censor the president here. He released this statement. We play it in toto about 15 minutes ago. Thanks to Bill for grabbing it. 
I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engaged in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. We have just been through an intense election, and emotions are high. But now, tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. My campaign vigorously pursued every legal avenue to contest the election results. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. In so doing, I was fighting to defend American democracy. I continue to strongly believe that we must reform our election laws to verify the identity and eligibility of all voters and to ensure faith and confidence in all future elections. Now Congress has certified the results. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power. This moment calls for healing and reconciliation. 2020 has been a challenging time for our people. A menacing pandemic has upended the lives of our citizens, isolated millions in their homes, damaged our economy, and claimed countless lives. Defeating this pandemic and rebuilding the greatest economy on Earth will require all of us working together. It will require a renewed emphasis on the civic values of patriotism, faith, charity, community, and family. We must revitalize the sacred bonds of love and loyalty that bind us together as one national family. To the citizens of our country, serving as your president has been the honor of my lifetime. And to all of my wonderful supporters, I know you are disappointed, but I also want you to know that our incredible journey is only just beginning. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. And that ends that. Dave is in surprise. Hello, Dave. Oh, how are you doing today, teacher? I'm pretty good, sir. How are you doing? It has been a rough six months for sure. Yeah. Well, maybe let's go back to February. I was going to say, yeah, you're 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 being (laughs) you're not being generous enough. Yeah. Well, and and I think I don't know if you recall, I wrote you a long letter back in February. This isn't really the topic I called on, but it's apropos. Okay. Um, that, that Trump was our only defender. And I know a lot of people like to bash the Democrats, and it's really the establishment politicians. I think the DNC is corrupt. I think the GOP is complicit. And the, the DOJ has proven to be AWOL the last six months. It, it's ridiculous. And I think that when people look at what happened at the Capitol, I've seen video evidence where it looks like there's instigators that are breaking the windows and the Trump supporters tried to stop them. And I know a lot of people have talked about the guy that looks like Braveheart. He is a crackpot. I've been with him every day the last two months down at the Maricopa County Board of Elections in the state capitol. He thinks he's a five-star Navy admiral. He's 33 years old. 
He's a paid actor. I've seen his profile. So if people are hanging their head on him, that they're they're mistaken and naive. I think that's 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 um, that's uh, that's good that you pointed it out. I was I was reading something earlier somewhere. I, I just can't remember everywhere. You know when you when so much comes at you, that others had seen him around too at various places. Um, and uh, you know I I I don't know what he represents or what his whether he's mentally unstable or if he's paid by some you know agitation group or not. But yeah, no that 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 is yeah that that's not the thing. Um, Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. We'll get through this. We'll get through it. Um, and um, I think the way we will get through it, have to get through it, is what I said yesterday, measure for measure, meeting the left measure for measure on what they do and on what they say, and not not ceding any territory and remembering our Lincoln. It's all our territory. It's all of it. What President Trump said just now um, will help, I think, get us there. And um, and then we and then we work with Dave. We work with the people that uh, that that Trump brought along into this party and has given us a new and robust conservative movement and party like we haven't had before. I'm convinced that we haven't had what we have now. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson show. For energy, improved health, boosted immunity, you want balance of nature. I take it every single day. I've given it to friends. I've given it to family. They love it too. And I want you to start taking it because I want you highly energetic with improved health and boosted immunity. I believe it's the most effective whole food supplement on the market. Been on it for over a year. Haven't been sick once. I give credit to balance of nature for that. All organic, no chemicals or GMOs. One daily dose gives you tens of thousands of vital nutrients. Great way to start off the year is to start it off with Balance of Nature. They're offering free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of their fruits and veggies. Give them a call at 800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Les is in Phoenix. Hello, Les. Hello, Seth. Hard to be a little optimistic and, and upbeat and positive today, but I'll try. Yeah, do okay. try. Uh, it's the effort <laughs> that'll get you there. Yeah, yeah, we, we have to try. Yeah. I've been, been kind of analyzing, and it, it looks to me like there's about 24 states that will never, ever elect a Republican senator again. I think the one uh, finger in the dike right now is Joe Manchin. Um, he's the only sensible senator on the left that that I see. Maybe you can see some other ones, but I, I think that if he he might be able to talk some sense into somebody over there, but I, I can't see any of the other ones talking any sense at all other than going along with AOC. And Yeah, I worry about that. You're right. I, th- I think I agree with you, Les. Um, and I'll tell you what worries me. What worries me is that... Um, the Democrats on occasion have had people like Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin. Um, the last one they had like him was Joe Lieberman. I don't know if there's something about the name Joe, but th- the Democratic Party then went after Joe Lieberman and ran a primary opponent against him. And he had to uh, leave the Democratic Party and affiliate as an independent. And basically they ran him out of the party. 
There are others. Uh, Zell Miller, for example, of Georgia, was a Democrat yes, who, who ultimately became a Republican. So I, but yeah, Joe Joe may find himself Manchin may find himself very uncomfortable in this caucus. The other one is there's another possibility: it's Angus King, the Independent, who caucuses with the Democrats from Maine. Um, but I don't have a lot of hope. Not a hope. No, I him. haven't seen much impressive from him, to be honest. Right, but because of the political makeup uh, uh, in Maine. Yeah. The other one that I thought might come around a little bit would be Tester from Montana. One had hopes, but that never really really came about either. But but the more you look no. at and read what he says and the statements that no. he has and the positions that he takes, I believe it's almost impossible. I, I like I say. I, just analyzing the demographics of things, I, I, and I, are those 24 states that'll probably never elect another Republican senator unless the Republicans get their act together and do a lot of good work. Well, I hope you're Arizona, right on that. You know, Joe Arizona could do included. Joe could do something else too. You know, so the, the, he does have a card to play here. He has yeah. a card to play, and I don't know if you remember circa oh two two thousand two. Jim Jeffords of Vermont was a Republican, sort of, but he affiliated as a Republican, thus giving the majority to the Senate, the Republican majority of the Senate. He left to become a Democrat and changed the majority makeup of the Senate, which was very much like it is today, 50-50 plus one. You know, Manchin can threaten to do that because if he changes party. um, Georgia Georgia betrayed us, and it it looks like like Joe Manchin might be the finger in the wall. We can only hope and pray for that. Yeah, I, I, I hope you're right. He said he would you know, not go along with certain of the of the Democrats. Ironically, I, I'm from the 7th District in Minnesota. I've lived here for almost 50 years, but which was Colin Peterson's district up there. And he was he was one of the Blue Dog Democrats. Mm-hmm. And, and as long as the Democrats still have control, I was di- disappointed he lost. Yeah. And, and I know Colin fairly well. Uh, I was disappointed he lost because he was semi-sensible on some issues, and you need someone like that in there uh, that maybe can influence one or two of his party members. You, you, you just never know. You never know. Right. You never know where your next coalition is going to come And he from. was the right. one who said that there's no place in the Democrat Party for Elon Omar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I just thought I'd throw no, it out. No, I, 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 I think he was right ethically and morally. But wrong, right? Nancy Pelosi endorsed her and sent her money. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Les. Uh, uh, let me make sure I say your name right. Is it Kelta? Kelta. Sorry about that, Chelda. How are That's you, okay, Chelda? No problem. No problem. Well, I'm. I'm. You know, I was at the rally. When you have a name like Liebson or Chelda, you kind of expect it's going to take one or two tries, right? Okay. Okay. We're in the same boat. We're in the same boat. I don't get insulted that easy. Okay. Me neither. Uh Thank you. But I was at the D.C. rally, and I was really, uh, when I got back and got into the hotel room and listened to the news, Fox News had things that were so wrong. Um, I was really disappointed in hearing some of the stuff that they say uh, was happening. I mean, to me, uh, walking down Pennsylvania Avenue and... Uh, it was, we felt historic. I ran into so many uh, people that immigrated here and were crying, and they were just fearful about uh, wanting to keep the United States because they said, where would we go? Right. This is where we came. Right. And um, it was beautiful. Uh, we sang. We. Um, it was uh, when the big old flag was brought in and draped over the... the um, that balcony area, it was 
you know, we sang. It was it was really a beautiful time. Yes, uh, I, I know I was I, I did get the effects of the tear gas being thrown, and, and I think that uh, the police were um, much too rough for what I saw. Was it necessary? The tear gas was way too much, uh, so much so that I saw from my vantage point, I was on the um, the scaffolding, and uh, it bounced off people. It it didn't give people time enough to move, and then when it got really bad, people started to rush, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about the people get trampled on. Sure. Uh, there was no... It, it's a melee. The forethought in throwing that stuff was ridiculous. And, and I, I I tell you, it was hard to breathe. Uh-huh. I, had to, I had to get down from that scaffold and try and find my way to... It's not as if they took it air. easy on this... On, 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 no, no, they didn't. Right. I saw them just no, overly No, listen, rough. I appreciate it, Child. I appreciate the... Uh, the first-hand reporting. Thank you. Um, we'll be right back. Thanks for spending some of your afternoon with us. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Listening to Chelda, I was reminded of how uh, impressed I have been, but how important it is to understand why it was so many immigrants, especially um, those that had lived under socialism and communism, what used to be known as Eastern Europe, why so many have been so supportive of the Republican Party cause, conservatism in um, in the last uh, few years because they recognize something in the other party. And when she was talking about, uh, you know, we have nowhere else to go to, you know exactly of what it reminded me of which was Ronald Reagan's story in his Time for Choosing speech, where he said, not too long ago, two friends of mine were talking to a Cuban refugee, a businessman who had escaped from Castro. And in the midst of his story, one of my friends turned to the other and said, we don't know how lucky we are. And the Cuban stopped and said, how lucky you are. I had some place to escape to. Reagan went on to say, and in that sentence, he told us the entire story. For if we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all long history of man's relation to man. It's one other thing, too. It's fragile. It's fragile, and it's reversible. And that's why we're going to need to summon everything we have going forward. Until tomorrow, God bless you all. Class dismissed.